You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a very special trailer reaction episode to Star Wars Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah! <laughs> oh boy, it seemed like it was just yesterday where we were here to do the trailer reaction for The Last Jedi and Luke's Library and all the exciting stuff that pretty much amounted to a lot of nothing, but... Maybe now they've won us back. I don't know. We'll see. Star Wars Episode Nine is going to be out in December, December 20th, I believe. Uh, trailer's out now. I'm sure everybody in the world has seen it multiple times. There's a million theories out there. We'll weigh in on some of the theories. My name is Colin, and no one has ever really gone except for Ryan Johnson. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and ha, 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 ha. And that was supposed to be the Emperor, if you didn't realize, which is the most exciting thing that we get to talk about here. It was actually meant to be Lando, but okay, we'll go with the Emperor. I I actually think that might be George Lucas's maniacal laugh, because I don't know if you heard, but they went back to George Lucas to help finish this movie. Oh. Um, well, well no. on the first Did, didn't you see the other edit when it comes up when it's like, no one's really gone, and you hear the, Misa still alive! <laughs> Oh, yeah, we know that there's... Well, if it's not going to be out in December, we know in 20 years there'll be some special edition with that edit in there. (laughs) But initial reactions, I guess we'll talk about the title in a second, but trailer itself, I don't know, I was pretty happy with it. I... Uh, we've talked a little bit about Star Wars leading up to this, and I guess maybe a little bit of diminished excitement that I've had that I normally would be just be going crazy in The Last Jedi... uh, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not hating on the movie. Uh, we've insulted it enough. <laughs> uh, it's taken enough of a beating, but you know, I somewhat enjoy it now. Um, so enjoy some things more than I did originally. Enjoy some things less than I did originally. Overall, I still maintain it's the weakest Star Wars movie. That's right. I've seen the Phantom Menace, and I believe that the Last Jedi is the weakest Star Wars movie. Uh, in some ways, I think this won me back, but it is very much a teaser. So. We're not getting a lot. They're they're taking the Force Awakens approach with this trailer. Uh, And I will be curious when we do get a full trailer how much more we're going to get out of this. But overall, I liked that the first half was pretty much showing you just one sequence. And then we just get a couple of brief glimpses. And once you've seen it about 10 times as I have, you pick up on some new things that you didn't pick up on the first time. Uh, Overall, I think I'm somewhat excited for this. Uh, mostly just because it doesn't look like, from the two minutes of screen time, it doesn't look like a rehash of past Star Wars movies, and it doesn't look like it's going so far in the other direction like The Last Jedi did. I woke up on Saturday morning, you had messaged me saying, like, oh, we can do the trailer thing for this, and I thought, like, oh, surely they haven't released it. You know, I I thought I would have had a little bit more going off on my phone, and kind of I laid down, I was like, oh, if they have released it, the trailer will be there still in a couple of hours when I can sleep in, and... Tried for 10 minutes, couldn't sleep, so I woke up and I watched it straight away. Uh, and, yeah, straight away I'm like, the rise of Skywalker? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're all dead, aren't they? Um, <laughs> but, no, I think I, I agree with everything you said. I think, I would think out of all the three sort of first trailers we've had for the Disney trilogy that this is really the least out of any of them to really kind of have anything on. I mean, the only thing of 
you know, note I feel is obviously the Emperor's laugh at the end, which we'll talk about, no doubt. But, you know, we knew Lando was coming back to see him. That was pretty exciting. Um, the the first opening bit with her jumping over the TIE fighter is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we don't have, um, you know, old ratty library books to talk about this time around or, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, it's, I think, I feel as though trailers are really starting to shift more so into that actual teaser category now and kind of doing what Mm -hmm. they're meant to do and not spoil the whole damn movie uh and i mean even as a teaser there are certain movies out there that will really give too much away but i feel as though we're really shifting back into that job of what a trailer is meant to do and i think this is a a perfect teaser It, it teases you uh you get the title you get like two really little bits where you're like, holy fuck, that's awesome. And the rest you're just kind of like, okay, I still have lots more questions. Yeah. Let's get right into The Emperor because that's obviously the exciting thing to talk about here. And I got to be honest, the first time I watched the trailer, I caught the laugh, but I wasn't really assuming it would have any big part of the movie. I thought, you know, it's kind of like, remember when the Attack of the Clones trailer came out the first time? And I think they released three teaser trailers all in one week, and each was kind of showcasing a different part of the story. The first one was just, you know, uh, just images. The next part was the love story part, and the next part was like the 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 actual action plot. And all three of those teasers started with Darth Vader's breathing, and I sort of just thought that's what this is. It's just you know a little cool thing to throw in there to remind Star Wars fans, you know, th- there's you know some history here. Uh, but then the more digging I started reading, and I, I guess from the panels they had at Star Wars Celebration, I don't know if it was J.J. Abrams or somebody else involved in the movie, talking about their plans that the Emperor was always going to have a part in this movie. That before there was ever The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi, when they had mapped out this trilogy, it always was going to feature the Emperor in some fashion. Now, I'm still up in the air. I don't know if we're going to get a flashback of the Emperor, if we're going to get some type of Force ghost of the Emperor, which might be... I think the thing that works best, I think if this ends up being the Emperor comes back to life or was never dead in the first place, I don't know if I'm sold on that. I think that that kind of does away with everything we've seen so far with Kylo Ren and Snoke. And I would much rather this just be something where uh, the Emperor's spirit's still living on. But we know for a fact now that this is going to be more than just a moment they throw in the teaser or a flashback or something like that, that there will be a role. And Ian McDermott has confirmed to be a part of this movie now. It's an odd thing that if they're going for a I'm your father-esque, you know, reveal, that they show it straight away in the trailer. They play their cards because I'm the same Mm -hmm. as you. I, I had no idea that he was even in the plans to be in this. And... You know, I mean, we talked a lot about in Solo, uh, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Solo, fast forward now, um, you know, <laughs> when you see Darth Maul, you know, it was like, holy fuck, like, what a reveal. Um, and apparently that was sort of leaked beforehand, but I mean, I, I'm one to not really look into these sort of leaks. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling at the moment, I think, with the James yeah. Bond ones, because I like so many James Bond pages, they're so willingly posting, like, filming location, villain revealed to look like this, and you're just kind of like, okay, I don't mm-hmm. want to know. Um, so I'm not one to really look into that. So yeah, I, I wasn't aware that kind of that was there either. And I had a discussion the other day with a friend of mine who's a huge Star Wars nut and he was kind of, he gave me a real sort of cherry about another person who's all but confirmed to be returning for this one. And I don't know if we want to mention it on here cause it's probably could be spoilerish for some people who might not want to know, but, um, and then, well, and on top does just, Oh, sorry. No, I got no, 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 you That's, go, you I'm, go. I'm going to beat you to the punch here. 
Uh, is this person famous for um, having an aversion to sand because it's coarse and rough and irritating and gets everywhere? They, they might have a slight aversion <laughs> to things that are coarse and rough and irritating and get everywhere. I don't know. Like, um, I've heard. Um, so, I mean, that's interesting, um, which would excite the shit out of me. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think it would be very interesting if they turn around and say he's still alive because it's not like Star Wars doesn't have form with that because I guess anyone who saw Solo who wasn't aware of the, the cartoon sort of, you know, keeping Darth Maul alive wouldn't have known. So, to them, that was a huge mm. shock. So, is there a similar, like, uh, events in the Star Wars universe just always have separate areas where they can fall into and actually survive? Like, I mean, it's kind of, you know, Luke survived in the Empire Strikes Back. Darth Maul survived falling down the uh, the vent in Phantom Menace. And clearly the Emperor has fallen down the vent in The Return of the Jedi, and he survived as well. Mind you, the Death Star sort of did blow up while he was down that vent, but hey, cool, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Um, it's, it's just, I think, without, just imagine if they didn't have that at the end. We wouldn't really have a whole lot to talk about, would we? It would just kind yeah. of be like, oh, Lando, cool, he looks good. Um, so <laughs> they had to have at least something in there to really kind of get excited. So, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how it works. But, um, you know, it's it's. I think we're just so intrigued how the hell they're going to dustpan the rubbish that was The Last Jedi and kind of get this trilogy back on track because... They've only got one movie to do this now. They, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, how are they going to do this? I, I really don't know. I mean, going along with that, as I said, that it's come out now, George Lucas's involvement with his movie, more in the consultant fashion, uh, which is what he was originally supposed to stay on for. You know, when he sold the company and they were developing what was his script. Uh, for episode seven, not he wrote himself, but he had come up with the story and been working with writer on it. Uh, the deal was that he would stay on as a consultant uh, and an advisor. And when they couldn't get that script to work, they eventually said, well, let's ditch this and start it from scratch. And they never really used George Lucas. Uh, and even though there are, are tons of people who are very critical of what George Lucas has done with the movies, you hear in most cases those same people saying you know what it's missing a little bit of george lucas's touch with these disney movies and i know we talked about that you know even back in the last jedi just certain things that he sort of brought to it um with storytelling and even just visually that we were kind of missing and uh now with um him being confirmed to kind of be a consultant on this movie and the fact that J.J. Abrams has said they were kind of stumped on how they were going to pull together this whole saga. And more than anything, it wasn't just, well, what do we do with this movie? We know where we want to go with this movie, but how do we make this movie relevant to the eight movies that preceded it, this as a whole nine-film saga? And that's really what George Lucas's role has been. Uh, And a lot of that talk came about when he was being interviewed, when they would talk about The Emperor. And um, obviously they've also said the emperor was always supposed to be in this movie but how you bring him in and have it you know work that's probably what they brought george lukes on for and you know also just tying it to the other like how do you tie it to all the movies because i don't feel like this trilogy as a whole really even has been set up to have a satisfying conclusion partly because they're sort of flying by the seat of their pants with this uh so that's the thing that i struggled with more is how is this as a trilogy just going to tie itself up and and feel like it's even satisfying because you you don't really care for the characters that much at this point you don't care for the overall story because the story seems to change from one director and one movie the next but now it's giving me a little bit of faith that they're actually looking at the long run saying no this is going to tie up all nine movies 
and the Death Star being featured at the end. Um, I have a nephew who has constantly joked about this movie, uh, you know, after having seen The Force Awakens and everything and knowing J.J. Abrams is coming back. He's like, great, we're just going to get him doing the Death Star and get some Ewoks and, you know, the way he sort of remade A New Hope. But that Death Star being featured at the end, it doesn't seem so much as we're just remaking a movie. It's more, hey, here's something you didn't think would come back. And it's obviously not a functional Death Star anymore, but this is going to be that moment of the Death Star appearing and them kind of going towards this crash section of it will probably be more about like the the, the closure of the movie and uh, the Emperor's presence or the dark side or whatever it is. And it'll be a little simple detail that'll tie it together. Plus, that's how the trailer ends. So that kind of has me wondering, like, is this going to be the climax of the movie? You know, this incredible location on the, the I guess remnants of the death star that have crashed on one of the moons of endor it's really fascinating as well to look at how it's all going to come to an end because we've talked a lot about on our other star wars episodes that this tra- this trilogy is just very unique in the fact that nobody knows what to expect um which can either lead you into being more excited or more you know not excited i guess because at least with the prequels we knew everything that was going to happen in the space of those three films. We knew by the time we we're about to get Revenge of the Sith, like shit's about to get real. Anakin's about to like sand and turn evil, you know, like he's, that's basically <laughs> what's about to happen. Um, and, you know, in the eighties when Return of the Jedi came about, you know, we, we didn't have the internet and things like that to really kind of go into speculation mode about what's going to happen in Return of the Jedi. So it's always been a unique opportunity that Disney's had with this. And they've also really had to toe that fine line, haven't they, of, nostalgia old characters and kind of following on from the original trilogy to really set up something new and that's something that i think they've really struggled with big time because they really went all out in the force awakens with nostalgia and you know hey look here's han solo here's princess leia oh look here's luke right at the end like look this is just a new hope redone and then completely threw it all away and turned luke skywalker into the trollop that he was in (laughs) last jedi and everything so now they've kind of almost got a clean slate again because outside of lando and yeah i know layers in this film but it's kind of just you know recycled footage that they didn't use in the first two films kind of you you don't really have that opportunity to really bring that back so it is reliant on these new characters and i'm with you i i don't feel i have a connection to these new characters as much as i did in any of the previous, even the prequels, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you know, you, you, you've attached on to Qui-Gon straight away. Like, yeah, Obi-Wan's not exactly a new character, but he pretty much is in the prequels. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you like Padme or not, she's a new character. You know, she had her fans. Everyone in the prequels kind of had that moment where you got connected to them. And maybe we're just not kids anymore and we're, we're not there. Mm-hmm. But, like... And it's nothing against any of the actors or what they're trying to do. I don't despise any of them. Um, yeah, I'm not a Rose fan. It's more a case of the character, not the actor. I'm not one of these that people who are hating on Kelly Marie Tran or anything like that. But it's just, I, I want to come out of this film being connected and liking these characters more than yeah. I do. And I just think that that's just what Disney's really struggled with. And that's particularly because the two films are so different. And... I have every faith that we are going to be sitting here in 12 months' time going, wow, you know, they really brought it full circle. Hopefully. You know, we said that two years ago, and look where we are. But I, for one, the third film in each of the previous two trilogies is my favourite in both of them. So, I have hope. (laughs) 
<laughs> a new hope. Uh, new hope? <laughs> what if this movie hope? just ended up being called An Old Hope or something? <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing we'd criticize more than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Nine. Ah, oh, fuck it. We did our best. <laughs> um, this is just complete sidebar here, but what you were saying about... Um, you know, not really having any chance left to attach to these new characters. And part of it is this also goes along with the um, the criticism in the prequels. You know, and I've always believed this, that if you were at a certain age when the original movies came out and then a different age when the prequels came out, you weren't going to like it as much. Because I've met several people who are only about two or three years older than I am who are like, oh, I hated what they did to my childhood. And then everybody my age or younger was like, well, I like the prequels. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that's something that I think these critical audiences online often forget is that just because you didn't like it, that doesn't mean somebody else didn't. And even as far as tone of the movies go, I mean, well, you were really talking about how The Force Awakens and Last Jedi were different. You could say the tone of like A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back and Jedi were all different, but the stories weren't different and they weren't working against each other. I think that's the we're going to get into it more in the fall. But one of the bigger problems with the uh, the Disney movies so far is that you have J.J. Abrams doing one thing, and then it felt like Ryan Johnson was spending half of The Last Jedi trying to undo what J.J. Abrams did. Yeah. Uh, you get that, even just destroying the mask. And now you have the shot, which I'm excited to see the mask back. We have Kylo Ren repairing the mask in the trailer. Uh, but it feels like, okay, are we going to have J.J. Abrams just fighting against what Ryan Johnson did? And that's what a lot of people are saying. Are they just going to undo what he did? But we know they're not going to. But also, as far as not being able to... Uh, I guess, redeem the characters in one movie. As much as I am a fan of the prequels, uh, when it comes to the character of Palpatine, I mean, I loved the Emperor and Return of the Jedi. Palpatine is a character slightly interesting in uh, Phantom Menace and Attack the Clones, but not somebody that I feel like, wow, I can't wait to see what they do with Palpatine in this. It almost was more like going into Revenge of the Sith. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to make him as nasty of a villain as they could. And then, lo and behold, like what George Lucas and Ian McDermott did in Revenge of the Sith made him the most iconic thing about the whole trilogy. And uh, I don't think you'll meet anybody who doesn't say that Ian McDermott stole Revenge of the Sith and really made that movie work. Uh, And he had nothing to go off of from the first two movies. He was so insignificant, almost by design. So I think there is a way to kind of make uh, all the characters work out. I did notice a lack of Rose in the trailer uh, and it's not like a thing about older, you know, editing out it because people's hate or whatever, because, you know, the fact is there, there is a small minority who are Rose haters, but the most people just didn't care. Um, but you notice that that shot where they're walking towards the death star, which really does feel like that's probably going to be close to the end of the movie. Uh, you have Ray, you have Finn, you have, uh, Poe, you have three PO R2, Chi, Chewy. You don't have Rose there. So I think scaling it back and having less characters. But there's another one there that I don't know if you noticed. Did, have you noticed the new droid that's in several moments of this trailer? Yeah, it looks like a little duck thing or something like that. Yeah, it's like a fraction of the size of BB-8, but it's there with them several times in this trailer. And that droid's at the end. So is that droid the new Rose? Is this going to be the new love interest, the new big character? Rose got turned into a droid. Uh- yeah. <laughs> I, and, and to be honest with you, as well as lack of rows, where are the Porgs? Like, I spent, yeah. like, the only two, the only good thing about the last two years to do with Star Wars, Solo was good, um, the Porgs, all right? <laughs> Hashtag, where are the Porgs? <laughs> <laughs> 
they gave us Lando, but they had to take away the Porgs. That's the deal. I know. But like, I think the thing, too, with um, a lot of what we're seeing, like, obviously, there's that nice shot of Leia kind of, you know, hugging Rose. I like the shot of the metal. Um, you know, obviously one of the, either Luke's or Han's, to me, to me, that's actually not, that's, um, Leia getting ready to finally give Chewie his medal. That's yeah. kind of like, uh, Chewie. So, so, sorry, Chewie, like, you know, th- this is what they're doing in this film. It's all about like, here you go, Chewie, have the medal. And, um, just also, so, you know, just, um, yeah, Han did shoot first just to confirm, like, just have this to confirm. This is embarrassing, <laughs> but I've had this in my pocket for 35 years. <laughs> And also, just over there, can you just move past that that grave over there? I think it says Jar Jar Binks on it. Just move past over there. You'll see. <laughs> like, just, literally, this film is just two hours of fixing every fan complaint ever. <laughs> oh, and, and, and Chewie, you know that bit where you thought you had, like, there was a song called Jedi Rocks? That was a dream. The original song stands. Um. What other little things are there in this trailer that we can talk about? Lando, that's cool. And he's, oh. he's in the Falcon. Flying the Falcon again. He looks good. Um, Gee, Billy D. Williams looks good. Can I just point that out? You know, I just, um, I'll tell this, I'll tell the full story when we get to our Empire Strikes Back, if I haven't already, about how Billy D. Williams is partly responsible for my life on this earth. Um, <laughs> if I, have I ever told that story before? <laughs> He's your father. Uh, I think you have. I've, I vaguely feel I've heard this I'll, something I'll retell before. it when we get to Empire. But um, he came to the Comic-Con here a couple of years ago. And uh, it was right before Jamie and I got married, and there was only so much money we had to meet people and everything. And we would have been willing to do it, but the problem is, is that we we only had a couple hours there that day, and his line never went down. And I regret now, no, not just spending the two hours that we had there waiting in line for Billy D. Williams, because I'm like, oh, the guy's amazing. And this is the character that most people, I, I think, pre Force Awakens would have said, you know, I'm good without having Lando. Uh, you know, he has his fan base, but it's not like there's it's as you, soon as you start taking the other ones away, you took Han from us. You took Luke. Life took Leia. Uh, <laughs> bring back Lando. And now, like, everybody wants Lando. And I'm still going to stand by what I say. In The Last Jedi, the biggest mistake, the single biggest mistake Ryan Johnson made was the Maz Kanata scene should have been Lando. Mm-hmm. And all the dialogue in that scene is even written for Lando. I'm having some type of, uh, what do you say, like union dispute. And it's it's a contact that will give you information for scoundrels and gamblers and stuff like that. There's a Lando scene. What a huge mistake. To be detailed more when we get to The Last Jedi, uh, when's that going to be? Like probably December. But um, one complaint I have, I don't know if it's on Jakku that we're seeing, you know, the the opening sequence in this with uh, Ray flipping over the TIE fighter and the lightsaber. If it isn't, I mean, we now have our third desert planet. Um, we have what looks like a cross between Endor only because the Death Star remnant is on there, but also to sort of look like Luke's Island. Uh, can we get a new environment, please? We're three <laughs> movies in. We're not seeing anything new. There's one shot where they're sort of flying towards something. You see like cities sitting on top of rocks and lights. It still doesn't look vibrant. It doesn't look like Cloud City or uh, Moss Eisley or Coruscant or Naboo or anything like that. Like, I really hope we get something new in this movie because if I have one real complaint about this trailer, which I did really like, is that it, it doesn't look new and exciting. It looks kind of bland. Mm. Yeah, and that's one thing we've always said about the Disney films, haven't we? That they've, they've struggled to create a new sort of world that really takes our, mm-hmm. our breath away. And 
Um, I mean, look, I'm sure you've read them too. A lot of theories are that the desert is actually Tatooine and that obviously, um, yeah, the end is kind of like Endor or something like that or one of the moons. So, I mean, in a way, yeah, absolutely, I'd love to see something new and exciting. But at the same time, too, I, I would be fine with them just returning to Tatooine or, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hashtag bring back Naboo. Uh, <laughs> I think we discovered... Um, was it in the Force Awakens or the the Last Jedi? They were on one of the planets, and I got the the visual dictionary book, and there's a map of the galaxy, and yeah. they were actually closer to Naboo. I think it was in the Last Jedi. They yeah. were closer to Naboo than they were that planet the, with the red sand and everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would it'd be interesting to see how they do it, but I I don't really hold out hope that finally Disney wake up and go, hey, let's create a brand new spanking awesome planet because you know we've had all this opportunity to do it before, and why wait now? Um, do you, do you think, I think also Tatooine, because when, when they're on that, um, when we see 3PO, Poe, and Finn on that uh, craft, it looks like the... Um, oh, I the... love seeing C-3PO in action. I know. <laughs> and the red arm. Let's just forget that that ever happened yeah. before. So, oh, that's a story <laughs> for another day. Clearly not another day that we're ever going to see. <laughs> um, but does that not look like the like the junk thing from Return of the Jedi when they're going out to the Sarlacc yeah. pit? Like that, to me, why yes. I'm thinking it might be Tatooine. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, I, I I think that that's sort of on the way to the last shot where – I mean maybe it's all Tatooine. Maybe there is an ocean on Tatooine now, and that's where the Death Star finally landed. Global Who warming. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I mean I, I, I love that shot, and I kind of thought the same thing. Even if it's not the same like uh, like desert speeder thing that uh, we have. like with the, You're talking about the one with Jabba. Yeah when, they're, the when Jedi. They're, yeah, when they're going out to the, uh, mm-hmm. the Sarlacc and they're all – Sarlacc pit. Yeah, Sarlacc, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be great to see things like that. I, I don't want it to just be all and rehashed. But, Sorry, uh, pod racing. <laughs> let's – yeah. Was there pod racing in the trailer I missed? No, I just I just want them to bring back pod racing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean everybody loves pod racing. Everyone who hates on the Phantom Menace loves the pod racing. So come on. They love the pod race. They love Darth Maul. They love the lightsaber battle. Um, and then they just don't like the politics. So And they don't like Jar Jar. But there's enough in there to love. And we'll get to that pretty soon. Uh, the title, Rise of Skywalker, I mean, there's oh. basically three theories that people have out there, and there's only one that I think is right, and it was the first thing I thought of. Uh, the first theory being the Rise of Skywalker, the, the, that this would be referring to Luke. Um, I think that would be a mistake, because the title of The Last Jedi, most people believed, was to deal with Luke. And also, if he's no longer part of any real, if this really is your last chance to make this story about the new characters... Having the title referencing the other character from the other trilogy, I don't think would work. Um, them saying the rise of Skywalker, that this is going to refer to Ray somehow being connected. I, I will go on many rants in the months to come about how Ray being related to the Skywalkers is not only the dumbest thing ever, but also would do away with everything that they're saying, that J.J. Abrams is saying they're doing in this, in tying all these movies together. The only way that works is if you discount the whole thing about Jedi having children and that Luke would somehow go on to you know, have offspring because there's no other Skywalkers out there. It's just him. We know that she's not the daughter of Leia. We know she's not the daughter of Luke. There's no other option. Um, is she a reincarnation of a Skywalker? Who knows? But the one theory that I think makes the most sense, which is the first thing I thought of, and there's this big article I saw online today that said millions of people have the same theory about the rise of Skywalker. I don't know if you read this. And it's saying that when Luke's talking about the Jedi needing to go away, the Jedi needing to be done, 
that it will be replaced with a new order and that this new order will just be called Skywalkers or something like that. Uh, and that's the theory I like, that the, the rise of Skywalker will be about whatever is going to replace the Jedi, the Sith, and everything else. And I'll explain a theory I have afterwards, uh, which is kind of the last thing I want to talk about, which is what they're going to do with this story. Um, but that's what I'm leaning towards, that the rise of Skywalker is referring to Skywalker kind of becoming the new name for what's going to replace the Jedi and the Sith and everything else. Just before I go on my rant about how I hate this title, I just I just want us to take a moment to remember right now because this was us two years ago in the last Jedi we did our, that was the very first Star Wars episode we ever did on at least on the Oz Network. I know we did a Force Awakens one on Survivor Oz days, but we were so pumped and excited, we were so thrilled with theories and what's going to happen, and oh my god, eight months it's going to go by forever, and here we are. Oh, last Jedi it sucked. So right now, remember this this hope that we've got. I just I just needed to take a quick little moment there. Um, yeah, I, I just don't get this title. Like, this should be the title for the middle film, or like the first film. Because like, I like your theory, though. Like, I like that. I think that works. And if that is how it turns out, I will take back every bit of disappointment I have with this title. But it's just... It just sounds so crap. Like, we, we yeah. had, you know... You look at each of the third films and each of the trilogies, you know, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, or used to be, it was going to be Revenge of the Jedi, even that would have been cool. <laughs> and here we have the Rise of Skywalker. Like, Rise implies, Rise implies that there's more. Like, this shouldn't be the third and final film of a trilogy. Like, this should be the first one. Like, swap around mm. the Rise of Skywalker and The Force Awakens, and it kind of, that works better, doesn't it? Like, it just, I don't know. Like, it's yeah. just, it's odd. But again, here we are, eight months away from the film. Uh, we know nothing about what's going to happen. And that theory sounds fantastic. And then it will work perfectly. Um, because, yeah, who knows? But I also, I'm also slightly disappointed that they didn't keep up with that, um, that pattern that it looked like the three titles formed a sentence. So initially, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought this film was going to be. Force become, Awakens, The Last Jedi. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of people thought this film was going to be called From a Nap. So it would have been the fourth Awakens, <laughs> the last Jedi from a nap, um, which would have worked. Star Wars Episode Nine from a nap. Um, but yeah, look, I don't like this title. I think it sounds terrible, but my mind hopefully will be changed in December. Okay, I'm going to go through my big theory, and I may have said this at some ja, point in ja, one of our ja, many episodes ja, on the ja, last ja, ja, ja. <laughs> one of our many episodes on the last Jedi. Um. <clears throat> I don't know if I've said this or not, but in rewatching The Last Jedi, I picked up on a couple of things, and this would also go along with the title of The Force Awakens uh, and what we're going to get with The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so there's a line in this trailer where Luke talks about a thousand generations, you know, live in you or whatever, and that could just be a throwaway line. That's something that any Jedi could have said to anybody ever. He could have said that to Luke back in New Hope for all we knew, uh, but – the theory I have is dealing with what is Snoke. Where did Snoke get his power? And you have to go back to The Last Jedi and when Snoke says to Rey, uh, I knew that when – as Kylo Ren grew in power that his equal in the Force would emerge at the same time. And he assumed it would be Luke and, and in turn it ended up being Rey. Uh it is kind of an odd line where he's like, as Kylo Ren, his equal. And then you go to all the stuff that Luke was teaching Ray about how there has to be balance. Now, you go back to the prequel trilogy about doing away with the Sith, 
uh, the original trilogy, which is about destroying the dark side and that there's only light. And this whole trilogy seems to be about balance. And that's all Luke taught about was in order for there to be light, there has to be darkness. So a lot of people have talked about how there, there, there needs to be like something in between them. And if Snoke was telling her, well, as Kylo Ren grew more powerful, there would be an equal that rose up. Maybe Ray and I actually am really grown on the idea of Ray's parents being nobodies and her being nothing. And I've seen a lot of other people's theories recently saying they actually have come to like that idea. Um, if the dark side suddenly grows more powerful, the light side needs an equal to that. And there was an equal during the time of the original trilogy because Obi-Wan was still around and there was Vader and there was the Emperor. And then when Obi-Wan was gone, there was Luke. When Luke was there, there was that equal. And then Rey has the line where she uh, says to Luke, you you closed yourself off from the Force. So the Force literally had no light there anywhere. And then the Force would need to find what I'll just consider to be a host to kind of be the new light side of the Force, the equal to the dark side. It simply found Rey. It's not that she was, you know, some student who was at the academy that burned down and escaped as I once thought it was. Uh, And at the same time, where would Snoke have come from? Well, when Luke destroyed the Emperor Invader, the dark side had no equal, so it found a new host in Snoke. They grew uh, more powerful. Luke closed himself off from the Force. It found a new host in Rey. I think this trilogy is honestly going to be about Rey and Kylo Ren having to kind of not get married and and you know, Kylo Ren become you know uh, the good guy again, but actually have to find a way to operate as equals in light side and dark side. So that's kind of where I'm going with where this trilogy is going to end. Is that Kylo Ren will not become all good, uh, but it'll have to be about them sort of working together and how do we restore balance to the Force together? And that it's not that she is somebody's child, but that. When there is no light side to the Force, it will just choose somebody new. That's where Snoke came from from the dark side, and that's where Rey came from on the light side, if that makes any sense. Kind of like Russia and America, that for a long time they hated each other, but now they just kind of exist, and every now and then they just go off at each other a little bit, you know, sort of Exactly! Right. It's all taken from the headlines. Um, And just to also go back on what you were saying there about, you know, the Force having to find things, just to quote a very famous quote, what you're saying is that life finds a Rey. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Very Thank well you. played. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm here on Thursday, everyone. Try the veal. It's great. Um, um, but, I mean, that, that, I shouldn't laugh too hard at my own joke there. Um, I think that that would work very well. I, I would be intrigued how you could end that, basically. Like, what are they around? Like, the United... We're back to... We are back to Naboo, or we're back to Coruscant. <laughs> We've got, like, the big treaty room, and it's kind of like, Ray... You stay on this side of the galaxy. I'll stay on this side. I'll do evil things. You do good things. As long as there's a line in the middle, like we're a line in the sand. You do bad shit. I'll do good shit. Okay. And as long as we do it equally, like I'll kill. Like I'll destroy like five planets. You save five planets, and then the universe yeah. is balanced, like completely fine. All right. Okay. I'll kill Jar Jar, and well, that creates good balance. So that's fine. Like there's no no need to do good on that side. We've both done good there, and I've killed. Well, so that's that works what as well. Happened. I mean. <laughs> They gave us Kylo Ren, and then they gave us Rose, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they gave us 
Darth Maul and they gave us Jar Jar. There's for everything light, there's darkness. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I I don't really have a whole lot to add. I think that that would work well. I I don't necessarily have theories. I'm one of these ones who got annoyed that Ray didn't have you know parents that you know. And what happened to the Knights of Ren? And where did her? Where did Luke's um, lightsaber turn up from? You know, that's a story for another time. No, it's not because we haven't heard it yet. Unless it's going to be told in this film. Um, yeah, I. I don't. I'm dumb. I, I stick with my joke of life finds a ray, and we'll close that bit out there. I don't know what I'm saying. Move on. <laughs> um, we'll save. I think talking about the Mandalorian for another time because we don't even have a trailer for that yet. But we're gonna get more Star Wars before and a new video Rise game too. An exciting new video game. Which sounds? Did you hear about that one? No, I didn't. Which video game? So EA have uh, announced that they're doing another game, but they're basically stepping away from the Battlefield series, and uh, essentially this this game is going to be set between. Uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and you play as a Jedi who has survived the, you know, the Jedi cull, and you've got to kind of rise through the ranks to help shit. And it's a third pl- third person um, single player game, so it sounds pretty interesting from what they've announced. It's only just been announced. Uh, that's all the details they've had, but I think it comes out about a month before um, nice. the Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, it's been a while since I think we've had a really good Star Wars game. So I'm excited. I mean, we haven't really, other than the Battlefront games, we haven't had any Star Wars games. Lego in Star Wars? Lego, yeah. <laughs> Lego obviously. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll save the Mandalorian for that. That's a story for another time. Uh, <laughs> the Mandalorian. Uh, but there'll be more Star Wars stuff coming out between now and then. Uh, we'll get the next trailer reaction. And of course, the big thing is, do we have a start date on when? I know we have yet to start recording them, we, but it's going to be a long process. Yeah, I actually did work this out because um, to kind of just put this into context, where we're about to start our Terminator uh, rewatch, which kind of, I think, by Terminator 3, we then start the first Star Wars film. So there'll be a few weeks of where we're releasing two um, watches basically within a week. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, end of September, beginning of October, if I'm not mistaken, I can quickly look for us now and say that it will be in, uh, sort of the middle week of October. So I believe Mm -hmm. it is around the 11th of October, uh, that Phantom Menace will come out. Um, I don't know if we want to do a, like a a preview episode of our rewatch. It's probably a bit dumb, but... Um, we could. Who As knows? if we'll ever find the time. <laughs> so I mean, Let's just yeah. put it out there. When we talked about doing the Oz Network, one of the reasons was because we wanted to eventually get to the Star Wars movies, and we held off uh, so that we could do all of these leading up to Episode Nine. Uh, and it's kind of a fearful thing for us because we have no idea. Like, we went five hours on Titanic. I mean, granted, that was a lot of arguing, uh, but we're probably going to have a lot of that on this too. And we may very well have nine-hour episodes on Star Wars, and We'll be releasing the Phantom Menace, you know, parts one, two, and three same day. Like, we have no idea what's going to happen, but it's going to be nothing but Star Wars for a long time. Which no one will listen to. If people see the words Phantom Menace recap part one of four, people are going to, ah, fuck. (laughs) By the way, happy 20th anniversary to Star Wars Episode One: Phantom Menace, by the way. I just want to point that out. Bonus episode on anniversary month. Um, Yeah. Which at the time that this episode is going out, uh, if people listen to the, I don't know why you'd be listening to the trailer reaction episode uh, six months later or uh, it, it, once the movie's already come out. Let's hear the idiotic theories they had about the light side and the dark side. Uh, but uh, we're in the middle of anniversary month or I guess we're 
wrapping up anniversary month now. We no, got, we're in the middle. Two weeks. We're two weeks left. Middle, so yeah. We've had two. Got two to go. Yep. So speed is up next or true lies? Which one? Speed. Uh, true lies. True speed. Lies. True lies. <laughs> All right. Surprise. <laughs> one, of, one of them. Whichever one comes up on our random generator. Bowfinger. Uh, <laughs> who knows? But we're in the middle of that, and that'll be coming soon. So uh, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, everywhere else. Uh, my name is Colin, and life finds a ray. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and it's a Unix system. I know this. <laughs> <laughs> wrong month. Wrong month. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.